Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Jess McIntosh. We recorded this over Thanksgiving weekend at Chicago, the day after I recorded Charlie Walden. We played some of my very favorite tunes, and Jess sang the best lyrics to Cider I've ever heard, and she introduced me to Molly Bon, which is my new favorite trad song. Good music happened, is what I'm trying to say. Just a little content warning, there's a couple of cusses in this episode, so I went ahead and gave it the old explicit tag, so Apple Podcasts won't get mad at me. I don't know how they would find out, I guess I'm just a little paranoid about it, but other than that, this is an extremely family-friendly episode. Don't let the scary little red E fool you. Stick around afterward, and I'll tell you where you can find Jess's music and how to support Get Up in the Cool. But first, here's my interview and jam with Jess McIntosh. Enjoy. Jess McIntosh, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Did I tell you that's the name of the show? Cool. You did. <laughs> I don't even know. And I, it's a really cool name. Okay, I'm glad. Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, like so uh, I know next to nothing about you, which is great because I can just scattershot questions about who you are and um, maybe some of them will land, maybe they won't. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, what did you grow up playing? Did you grow up playing music? I did. I grew up playing violin. Okay, I, very good. I was a Suzuki kid. Sus- another Suzuki kid. Yeah. This seems to be a pattern. Yeah. I worked for a long time to not sound like a classical violin player. Yeah. What did that look like? Um, it was. It was so frustrating, and then, and now I feel as if I've lost a lot of what I used to could do as a violin <laughs> player. You know what I mean? It was like, um, fiddle camps mostly is yeah. kind of like the the place that I felt actually immersed mm. for the first time, 
Um, when did you start going to fiddle camps? In high school. I, um, so I, I like sort of got into the music, I guess you could say, through Newgrass kind of music or yeah. Nickel Creek and stuff sure. like that, that I was... I listened and heard like meticulous, like beautiful violin playing that yeah. felt improvised and not like the kind of music I knew how to make. Right. And I was really attracted to that. And then um, and my mom, I don't know who told me about Mark O'Connor's fiddle camp, but my mom bought me like a past Mark O'Connor's fiddle camp. And then Where I, is that? The, well, at the time it was in like outside of Nashville at the state park, Montgomery yeah. Bell State Park. And Did you grow up in Chicago? I grew up in Milwaukee, okay, Wisconsin. Yeah, so that was like a week, and I like learned that there were like all kinds of fiddle music, not just yeah. fiddle music and violin music. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think just like that was a cool way to just like take all traditional fiddle sounds at face value, and I thought old time music sounded scratchy and terrible, and I never wanted to learn it. <laughs> I wanted to learn. I, Michael Cleveland was there teaching bluegrass fiddle, and I was like... Oh, my God. I was eating it up. Like, it was Bruce Malski doing the old-time class yeah. with Brittany Haas as his young assistant. and Dear Lord. Yeah. Michael Cleveland and Aubrey Haney were doing the bluegrass fiddle, and then they had, like, Michael Duce, Duce doing the Cajun and Buddy Spiker swing fiddle. So that was, like, quite an all-star lineup of people That's to be like... That's a camp. Yeah. What's it called? Is that what you're asking? No, I'm just saying oh, that's that's a, a hell of a camp. Yeah, and like sitting yeah, down that's... to eat meals with all of them and just like, yeah. you know, that was wild. And then Mark O'Connor, obviously, yeah. teaching and, and like promoting his new Appalachian Spring, whatever. Um, so you thought old time music sounded awful. I did. I and was like, what is that? That's, when, I don't get it. When did you decide that maybe it wasn't so bad? Then, so I did that two times, two summers in high school, and then when I was in college uh, in Wisconsin, I found out that there was this program you could, like, do a national student exchange, and so I wanted to go somewhere in the mountains and, like, learn more about this stuff, and I was just, you know, like, wasting my student loan money doing things (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was like, I'm going to go to Tennessee and study bluegrass and country music, so... I went to East Tennessee State University for a year and uh, minored in bluegrass and Appalachian studies. Yeah. (laughs) And just like had music history classes and was in a bluegrass ensemble band and we like performed at the VA and, you know, like learned how to make a solo and like sing bluegrass harmony, harmony singing class and like songwriting class. And we performed at the Down Home in Johnson City, which is awesome. It's like, I don't know. It was really cool. So... That was the first time that I had like a knee to knee experience with like, yeah. like drinking beers with my friends on the side of the mountain. Yeah. And like, I was like, wow, this is real. And actually Cherry River Rag, the reason I picked that is like those friends. I don't know if, do you know Andrew Zinn? No. <laughs> Andrew Zinn and like Greg Burglar, like some folks that now I will sometimes see at Clifftop or around, but they were some of my first friends who played. Hmm. And that tune was like every every night. Yeah. I just remember hearing that tune over and over and over and over. And I never really played. I just listened because I was so nervous. Yeah. Like people were like, "Yeah, you sound like a violinist." Oh no! <laughs> you know, and it was like so. That's getting back to your question. You were like, they were like, stop shaking your hand. There's no vibrato in this music. Or like, you know, it's like I just had such a complex. I was like trying really hard to not sound clean 
Interesting. And now I'm, I think I'm there and I can't go back. But, um, <laughs> but I didn't, it was like I was ashamed or something for a long time. And I came back to Wisconsin and started an old time jam at a cafe yeah. and like really just like had a core, like 10 tunes that I played for like yeah. two years. And it was like Ducks on the Mill Pond, <laughs> Cherry River Egg, Jeff Sturgeon, some that I had learned in Tennessee, but never had the balls to play while I was there. Hmm. And now I'm like, Come in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. When you started that jam, what's what's Milwaukee like, like old time wise or trad music wise in general? Actually, this so this was in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Okay. I went to college up in Eau Claire, which is like Northwest Wisconsin, um, and there is. A did little, you study music? I did a little. I mean, like, did you major in music? I studied everything. I minored in music minored, for two, yeah. three years. At I was the, in the in symphony Tennessee. and in Tennessee, I was like still sort of studying graphic design. That was okay. my focus for a couple of years. And music was like my secondary study. Yeah. But I was always still playing and performing a lot. I was like in like chamber orchestras and the symphonies and stuff. Um, and like forming little bands here and there. I had a duo called the Stoop Singers. That's who hosted <laughs> that old time jam. Cool. Turk's Head Coffee House in Eau Claire. But Milwaukee, I'm not sure. I moved away when I was about 18. Okay. Up there, there's a lot of music. There's a lot of jazz. There's a lot of like indie folk rock. Yeah. Kind of like Northwoodsy, sad bastard music, but mm-hmm. it <laughs> sad bastard people music. People loved it. You know, like people were like yeah. so into it. Yeah. Like, I love bluegrass. We were like, well. Well. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But my general rule is like if you pay me, I'll say that what I'm doing is bluegrass. <laughs> and and like, I won't mansplain for all intensive to you, purposes, like, it is. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. It's like jazz. People call everything i don't know yeah i guess i can't i get really actually disgusted like having that discussion it gets it gets a little uh here we are yeah (laughs) right it gets a little stale yeah Yeah. because really like that's what i learned about while i was like yeah doing that is that it's all the same it all comes from everything else they're more similar than not and all bluegrass musicians are like mega you know i'm sure you know that that distinction was never even made until very recently we're sitting down talking about it yeah Yeah, like totally yeah which is against the did you ever um did you ever play any like midwestern fiddle music yeah i've kind of recently been well just trying to do better at like representing the midwest and learning some midwestians we could do something um what, I, is, is the reason you're doing that is because you sort of mm-hmm. like traveled to like Nashville to get like mountain music stuff and then you're yeah. like well actually I actually have like a legitimate like ownership of this yeah. specific tradition maybe I should like rep I that. did I felt sort of like a small sense of shame about not just right. like there is traditional music from yeah. where I'm from but it it kind of like I lost steam tracking it down and then I and then mm-hmm. I started to feel less ashamed about it because it's like well I didn't necessarily grow up with that I didn't uh-huh. I don't need to represent it if it's not a big part of my life right. but I do love uh Gary Harrison tunes yeah right around here and Jen Kester is like a, a pal of mine and she cool. comes around and plays all the time and just yeah, like really blows everyone's her. minds she seems really cool <laughs> you can while yeah. you're here she's like way open to coming and jamming um yeah and i met her like a, a long time ago and so i learned 
a couple of Gary Harrison tunes and yeah. and like Chirp Smith and Steve Rosen and Paul Tyler all work or have worked at the Old Town School where I work. Yeah. So I have the pleasure of getting to play with them. Another like small spot of feeling like I should learn that music is that like my family is Cherokee and there are some great Cherokee fiddlers and native fiddlers who, you know, like native music and the influence of native music is in all of old time music, but no one really sees that, you know, or yeah. claims it so very strongly. But yeah. last time I was down there, I was, I was like sitting on a porch by the river in Cherokee, learning yeah. a Manco Sneed tune. Oh, just like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> But of course, I forgot it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get, you know, you get busy with like the stuff that pays you, and then yes, it's like all the dreams, dream tunes, kind of fade away. But some stick around, and that's that's what counts. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's play another tune. Let's okay. go to A, right? That's where oh we're yeah, going. yeah. Okay, A, A time. You want a sweet Nell? I learned this tune in North Carolina. Yes, let's do sweet Nell. Sounds good to me. Good? Okay. I learned this tune at like 12.01 a.m. on New Year's Eve at the John C. Campbell Folk School with some friends, new friends I'd never met. But this is one of those that I didn't forget the next morning. I was like,
Oh, sweet Nell. So sweet. <laughs> I bet people probably play it faster than that. I like everything slow and sad. That's good. <laughs> <sighs> oh, sweet Nell. I learned that from Deb Shebish, who's an Indiana fiddler. So yeah. for a long time, I just assumed that it was an Indiana tune, but I don't think it is. <laughs> probably Canadian. Yeah. Well, I thought for a long time it was definitely like a, yeah. a mountain tune or something in that region, but... Um, man who mm. wrote this tune that I yeah. met at Clifftop. Sorry, I forgot your name. It's so cool. <laughs> and we to love you. your tune. <laughs> yeah. We love your tune. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, do you just play music? Is that the way you eat? And, or do you do other stuff too? I do so too? many things. I teach music I right, teach at, the old town. at the old town school Man, folk music. that's such a cool i'm so it's so cool i'm so glad that that place exists <laughs> I know. and i'm so jealous that it doesn't exist in the other places that i live yeah <laughs> and want to live oregon like portland needs a folk school yeah do they not that would thrive my, my impression is that like it's kind of insular communities mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. i'm a little intimidated by it yeah <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, the, and the folk school here has been around for so long and has gone through so many sort of, like, iterations of itself. But yeah. it's still, a lot of the core of it is the same. Yeah. Now it's much more, it's a venue where, like, world music comes through and people from all over just, like, pay tons of money to go see amazing shows there. Uh, and, yeah, like, all kinds of camps and workshops and... You name it, like everything, dance, music, art. But it was a really special place to become a part of in moving to this city for the first time. Yeah. It's like, it is my world, it's my community. And that's like where everyone I know is sort of, if you go back all the, like whatever levels of knowing people, it kind of stems from there. Do you also hang out with, uh, are you an old Lazarus harpist? Yeah, Harper, I guess that Harpy. thing is so hard to define. But yes, yeah, I think my name's on the website now. Oh, very good. <laughs> are you in? It's just the, a bunch of friends who are you in the collage? Are you in the collage? Oh, because there's I don't a collage know. with a bunch of people in it. Like I know Dan's in there. I know Jeremy's in there. That might be a new I'm addition. Sure Marave is in there. I better fucking be you go, in there. You better be in the collage. <laughs> I'm not on the God Christmas album. <laughs> I, well, that's because I I like delayed in trying to sign up to be on the Christmas album. I was too lazy. But um, I was such a <laughs> such a curmudgeon about it. Yeah, Old Ezra's Harp is like all my best friends. Yeah. That we we pick on Tuesdays at the Intertown pub and Shanty Dan holds the Shanty Dan and Maria Lindo hold that thing together. Oh Shanty and Jay Dan. Like those people are the heart and soul of it and they run music festivals and you know, it's like Super impressive to me. I met some of them, like, I played in a fiddle contest at the Old Town School when I first moved here. They have fiddle contests, too? They have the 12th annual uh, Midwest Fiddle Championship was this oh, year. Oh, wow. But I remember those, like, some young kids, like, they all went to Loyola, and they came after, and they're like, who are you? Where'd you come from? <laughs> they're like, they may as well have been, like, wearing a banner that said Old Ezra's Heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But I love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some cool stuff going on in this city. I I like this city a lot. I like that um I like that all of the roads are so wide. 
They are. It makes it They're feel Midwest roads. like I like I can breathe and uh, like I can see more. Have you been sky. to the suburbs? It's like oh my god, four lane <laughs> highways for every road. Well, I don't know if I need that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's excessive. I, living in Philly is like. Right. It's a little oppressive sometimes. The streets are very small and it's kind of dark and you feel very cramped. Yeah. Uh, But out here, I've heard that like maybe because of like the fires and like having to rebuild the city. The city has been rebuilt. Yeah. Yeah. Give people an opportunity to be like, hey, round two. Let's make some lemonade. (laughs) We don't have to do this the same way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe there needs to be more city fires. (laughs) I won't. Agree or disagree. Yeah. <laughs> that feels dark joke, in. sorry. <laughs> um, let's play let's play a medley <laughs> beat a little Irish. <laughs> let's do it. We're doing Jeff into Chicken Hunting? Yeah. Cool. This will give me I always play Jeff out of uh, Jeff Sturgeon, excuse me. Not, oh. I always play it out of modal, but this will give me an opportunity to not Ooh. to not play it modal. All right. And get out of my comfort zone. I've been meaning to like change my version anyway. Have to to stretch just... that pinky a little. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Alright. Alright, let me let me uh, check my tuning real quick. Okay.
I'm sorry I threw that at you at the last minute. <laughs> that was evil. <laughs> That's a good tune. tune. It's so fun. I love that tune. Makes my little heart race. <laughs> Jinkabin hunting. Jinkabin hunting. <sighs> I don't remember where I learned that one. I think I learned that. I think I heard that for it's the first time at, at Cliff Top, and that yeah. was one of my like first cliff top like fiddle tunes that i learned yeah. where i was like oh, you know like yeah it's so good. my first yeah. you know time being in a jam with like 15 young people right you know and yeah. just being like ah, oh, holy shit yeah we all share this so yeah yeah <laughs> yes. definitely one of those jeff sturgeon also yeah 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 for me that was that was a cliff top tune and probably- i bet chink Honey was a festival of some kind it's in the dark mass and those are probably first the dark first matter. couple like really like crooked tunes that I learned or like just had a, like a crooked moment. And then when I figured it out, I felt so goddamn proud of myself. I know, <laughs> you I know, know. it's like, yeah. this tune's so clever because it has a extra beat or whatever. It's like knowing a magic trick. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. A yeah. lot of the tunes I enjoy playing are crooked tunes. And maybe that came out of for a while, like not having very many people to play with. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, solo fiddle tunes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> But now it's like, oh, I have to explain that to someone. Right, right. <laughs> How that works. Right. <laughs> when I want to play it. Anyway, everyone knows that one. So that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old Jeff Sturgeon. Yeah. So we have two more tunes left, mm-hmm. but we got to get to D in order to play them. So maybe oh, yeah, let's do, uh, do a quick tuning break. Okay, last last minute change. We're gonna do cider before we do the other ones. Let's do it. Yeah. Since it's Sunday, the day of drinking. Thank you. 
That scene, if you believe it or not, I played at an audition for my teaching job at the oh, Old Town good. School. <laughs> for which I was auditioning to teach kids fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here's this Apple song. juice, apple juice, apple juice, apple juice. <laughs> like four-year-old kids fiddle classes. Oh, very I thought good. that was a great idea. Yeah. It worked, apparently. <laughs> it did work. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, okay, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Can you give us an example of what you would teach children? Yeah. They really did say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that is that the original that cider verse? Is that the original lyric? Like, I'll be the horse, you be the rider. Yeah, that's somewhere in in the canon of original lyrics for a tune like that. Is that su- <laughs> is that supposed to be a sexy verse? Probably. Okay. Yeah, I imagine you know, like I'm so like, much else is just be? disguised <laughs> sex for the sake of. Decency. Yeah. Keep my skill the good and greasy instrument. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> greasy cat. Yeah. Come on. Um, That's true. So we got we got two two tunes left. We're gonna do okay. another little medley. Uh, but before oh, yeah. we do that, where can people hear more of your music? Yeah. Um. So I, whew, I have a band called Joybird, and our website is joybirdmusic.com, and that is a lot of my original music. And less old time, but um, I play a lot with old Lazarus Harp folks in mm-hmm. Chicago, and we have a gig coming up. I have a gig coming up with a band called Glass Mountain. I'm gonna play fiddle and sing with them uh, at the Comfort Station in Logan Square on December seventh uh, with a Chicago artist, Quinn San. That'll be fun. I think that's the only Chicago show I have coming up. Okay, cool. Other than. If you want to come see the Nutcracker at the Chopin <laughs> Theater, I'm playing every Thursday through Sunday from now until January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not normal Nutcracker. Not the ballet. Not the True. ballet. Yeah, this is a yeah. an all original score written by a jazz drummer, Kevin O'Donnell, okay. and it's so fun. There's okay. some, yeah, it gets real groovy, and there's a lot of parts where I get to make sound effects of like rat kings and stuff. It's just like. <laughs> Where the rats take over. It's Very really, good. really fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have anything to say about Molly Bond? Uh, this is a, yeah, this is a ballad that has like at least 88 known forms yeah. and different names. But um, I learned recently that it comes from a Gaelic song, um, like Scottish, Irish, Gaelic. I'm not sure. Um and I learned it from a friend of mine a long time ago, and this arrangement is sort of their arrangement. And I've like yeah. learned to mo- I've learned more traditional ones recently, but just kind of clung in my heart to this one and wrote a little fiddle interlude for it. And somehow I've never heard yeah. this one before. Interesting. And I just I was like really moved by it because. I mean, like, spoiler alert, it's about, like, an accidental gun death. Yeah, And I don't know if there's any other songs about that. It's so tender, you know, (laughs) like... Yeah, there's something, like, I I, for some reason, one of the most, like, moving things about, like, like arguments for gun control is, like, all Mm -hmm. of the accidental death Mm -hmm. and, like, how people assume, oh, I won't have any accidents with Mm -hmm, it, and mm -hmm. then, like, you know... Like the just the numbers of like this year, how many people have been killed by a toddler? Yeah, you know and stuff right. like that. So like, just like the 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 just the stupidity and pointlessness of it yeah. is is somehow 
sadder <laughs> to yeah. me than like intentional like gun death and like I really appreciated that uh, that this is like a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly moving and uh, <sighs> like yeah, just sort of one of those songs to me that speaks loudly about sort of the impermanence and how much everything like matters and doesn't matter. It's yeah. like that can happen. And yeah. like in the last verse, it really hits home. It's like, oh, shit. When a, an actual swan is just yeah. gliding by. It's like, okay. <laughs> Don't fuck with guns. Yeah. Every yes. time I play this at a show, I introduce it by calling it a cautionary tale of gun control. Yeah. People laugh. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. This is cool. It's the, it's like the gun control ads of yesteryear. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much for being on the show. I'm so glad. delightful. Yeah, it's, it's really very nice good. to meet you and yeah. have you in my living room. Yeah, thanks. It's like a strange man into your living room. <laughs> Friends of friends. Yeah. Not strangers. Do you need to look at no. these? No. So I can just look at these. Great. Those okay. Are all yours. <clears throat> do you want a music stand? No, I kinda <laughs> want to do this choir boy style. Oh my god, yeah, dude. <laughs> I forgot you're not playing. Yeah, well I'll Perfect. yeah, I'll join you later. Got it. Come all you young fellas that handle a gun And beware of night rambling by the setting of the sun She was going to her uncle's when a shower came on. And she hid me the green bush, the shower to shun. Her white apron wrapped around her, he took her for a swan. He ran home to his 
with his gun on his arm. Crying, Father, dear Father, I have shot Molly Bond. Everybody go to joybirdmusic.com and buy Jess's album, Long Time Exhaling. Then go to facebook.com slash joybirdmusic and like them. And under the drop-down menu labeled following, choose See First in your newsfeed, so you're the first to know when and where they're playing. If you're in the Chicago area, you should go see them play on February 2nd. That's this Friday. The event is posted on their Facebook page, so go RSVP. If you want to hear us play Little Billy Wilson... That's this week's bonus track, and access to the weekly bonus track blog is one of the many rewards available at Get Up In The Cool's Patreon page. Just go to CameronDewitt.com and click the Patreon button, then select a support level that works for you. Caleb Hall, Get Up In The Cool's newest Patreon supporter, just signed up to hear the weekly bonus track, so he'll get to hear us play Little Billy Wilson. Then he can go listen to like four hours of backlog bonus tracks. Thanks for supporting the show, Caleb. 
enjoy the extra tunes. Sometimes the best tune is the bonus track, and sometimes there's even an extra little story in there. It's like a little mini episode. Uh, there are other rewards too, ranging from on-air shoutouts to online banjo workshops, and even access to the Get Up in the Cool archive, which features every tune and song ever recorded for the show, all tagged up and separated from the dialogue for your listening ease and pleasure. We must be getting close to 30 hours of music at this point, so hop on board before before I decide it's too good a deal. You can visit Get Up in the Cool's Facebook page, website, and the show notes on your phone for links to everything I mentioned in this outro. And make sure to request access to Get Up in the Cool's Facebook group, where any day now, I'll post a poll to determine which tunes from 2017 should be included on the second annual Best of CD. Oh, and if the modest cusses in this episode didn't bother you, maybe check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, where my buddy Nathan and I review artists' back catalogs to find out why people like them. Right now, we're reviewing Insane Clown Posse, and it's real rough. <laughs> if that sounds like too much, you can go back to episode one and join us for our hilarious journey through Garth Brooks' hilarious career. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, friends. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.